A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Way well, hey, Saturday night, we're getting on the beers. Um, no. Can I just ask you a question? How many beers do you think it takes you to be gay? Well, it's a bit like that question when certain men measure attractiveness of girls based on how many drinks you need to have. Right. <laughs> you know, she's a four-pinter, she's a five-pinter, that kind of thing. So how many, what so, am I? Well, you'd have to be, like, blind drunk to just not know what no, was so going if, on. If you're saying, like, girls are rated in pints, which I did not know <laughs> before this moment, genuinely did not know that. So what, what am I... You're, you're uh... What, for, for me? Yeah. Well, like, I'd have to be paralytic and not know... Well, how many pints is that? Like... Ten? I don't know. Ten pints, is that it? Which means is that it? Is I was, that I was it? expecting How many you drink? I'll have ten pints, please. <laughs> ten pints at the bar. By the way, I don't want to sleep with we you. We obviously do, don't no, you? I, I don't. I'm just wondering how many pints it would have taken. Gays, non-gays, and everyone in between. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay live from Manchester. Hey! Please welcome James Barr and Dan Hudson. Welcome to a gay... And a non-gay. Well, hey. Hey, Manchester. How are you tonight? Where are my gays? Where are the non-gays? Our amazing voiceover, Fiona, tonight for the first time ever, joins us live. Um, it's incredible. We, me and Fiona have never actually met until about an hour ago. It's nice. Fiona, our voiceover, is the lady on our podcast. She intros our podcast. You've probably heard her saying things like... Shade. And... Two unlikely friends take on the world. And... That boy is a bottom. I'm having a mare. I haven't been home in like nine days. I've been absolutely everywhere, from London to Dublin to Birmingham to Manchester. So I don't know what's going on. We also had a fallout this week. Our first ever fallout. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> two, actually. Did we have two? Yeah. We had that one in the car, and then we had that other one. Okay, so let's get to the one in the car. This is really important. We need to get to this. Dan and I this week did an interview with uh, Megan Phelps Roper. Yes, so she is in the Louis Theroux documentary series, The Most Hated Family in America, which is like arguably the best documentary ever. Um, and she's part of this insanely, ridiculously stupid, hateful bunch of morons called the um, West Westboro Baptist Church. And like, oh God, they picket funerals of soldiers with their signs that say like... God hates fags. God hates fags and your yeah. rabbi is a whore. <laughs> James likes that one. I don't know why I find it funny. I think sometimes when you see something really dark, you have to lighten it up a bit. And anyway, we interviewed Megan. She's now no longer part of the Westboro Baptist Church. She's left. She's seen the light, I guess. And she, she thinks all of that is is BS um, and at the age of 27 she ditched her family to speak out about the Westboro Baptist Church so yeah we had a, a chat with her about how they are one of the most homophobic ch- churches in the world if not the most homophobic obviously there's a lot of gay people listening so what's your like what do you want to say first I'm so sorry for all of the years that I spent spreading a message that was so incredibly hurtful to so many people to so many of you I should say um you know, I did it, obviously I did it because I thought it was the right thing and I stopped doing it when I believed that it was wrong. But I know that that can't undo any of the damage. It can't bring back any of the people who, um, you know, who, who hurt themselves um, and who felt like they, they had no place to go because of groups like Westboro. And that is, you know, a devastating thing for me to consider now. 
Um, and all I can do is be better and try to do what I can to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. It was really difficult to sit opposite her while she was saying that because I felt like she was just talking to me and having to accept that apology or not was quite a lot of pressure. Was it? A little. Because she's like literally looking at me well, going, I'm really sorry. And I'm like, um, there's a lot of gay people. I'm not all yeah. of them. I don't really know what to say to that. Um, and we've had like quite a lot of positive tweets about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this tweet came in uh, afterwards, which I, I thought was really great. That straight guy needs to shave or commit to the beard. He looks ridiculous. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's not the tweet. <laughs> it was this one. I didn't realize I wasn't alone in consuming the Westboro message as an act of self-loathing while growing up and how Megan's departure has also instilled peace and hope. And a lot of people said they used to read the Westboro Baptist Church's messages so they could kind of get out their own sort of internal homophobia, right? Yeah. I mean, you're saying that like that. Yeah, obviously, that's completely standard. Whereas when she said that somebody messaged her saying that, I'd never thought that that was a thing that people would do. That's f- yeah, I didn't consciously do it, but I think seeing those messages made me feel the shame I already felt. And obviously, it's like clickbait, isn't it? You just end up reading stuff about Donald Trump, even though you know you're going to hate yourself afterwards. Yeah. And it's sort of the same thing. Um, so it is amazing to hear her apologize. But a couple of people have also said that like, I don't know if I trust her. So I wanted to know what you think, because you were obviously what in the room What do you mean well. that you don't trust her? Well, like you think she's going to steal your car? Or <laughs> that you think she's still homophobic? And this- I guess that must be what people that have DM'd me are saying, yeah. It's just interesting, isn't it? Because normally with cancel culture we shut people down straight away when they say anything wrong. But she's sort of the opposite of that because she, she would have effectively been cancelled within at 27. She, uncancelled. She's uncancelled herself by no longer speaking to her family at all. Yeah. So do you, you obviously trust her. You think, that's, yeah. you think that's sincere? I really, really do think it's sincere. Um, I'm in, in complete awe of her, actually. And I said to her on the episode, um, we would have all done that if we're born into this church where they're saying gay people are... I don't even want to use the term that they use, but the F word. And you're told that from day one. And then at five years old, you're doing your first picket with a sign that says, God hates facts. Um, Can you just apologize for using that word? Sorry, everyone. It was in context. Dan Hudson is cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> so we would have all done that. But would we have all been like, at 27, I'm going to get out of here, leave my whole family, which in her case means never speaking to them again leave myself open to all sorts of ridicule and even the fact that we're having this conversation sort of taking the moral like oh well I don't know if I trust you on that do you know what I mean all of that is happening all over the world whenever she comes up yeah I said to her it was really interesting because now she's almost still evangelical but she's doing it in a good way because she's spreading a message of love and acceptance instead so she's still sort of the same person but on the on the flip but here's where the argument between (laughs) non-gay and I kicks in I want you to read this tweet and see if you can notice anything wrong with it Um, the Pain, sadness, and shame that the Westboro Baptist Church have caused the LGBTQ plus people around the world is hard to comprehend. Today we chat to former man- member Megan Phelps about leaving the church and dedicating her life to love. So I tweeted that. Um, anyone want to point out what's wrong with it? No one has any idea what's wrong with that tweet, Dan. But uh, go on. <laughs> this guy knows. He says like Westboro Baptist Church. Yeah, it does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so here's the thing. I tw- what's your name? <laughs> Here's the thing, Ed. 
I stayed at James's house in, in Manchester on Wednesday night after we'd done it. We planned to put it out on Thursday. And James gets up really early because he's, he's on the radio. And I thought, shall I get up at 5 a.m. too just to make sure that like the right messaging goes out on Gain on Gay Channels? And I thought, nah, I won't. Like, James will be fine. <laughs> I, I organised the whole interview. I read the book. I watched the three films back to back. I did all the research. I'm the gay one. <laughs> I'm the gay I one. James, James can send a fucking tweet. <laughs> that interview is nothing without, you, without me being in it. So, yeah, I just can't spell. I'm really bad at spelling. You're gay, and he's the grammar police. Right. Mm. And I don't think it really matters. That There's nothing I wrong with being the grammar police. It's, it, I don't know why that's... Well, anyway, fair. so he messaged our group being like, you're, you're a moron, basically. That's what he said. He spe- I've spent hours and hours on this, and you've spelt it wrong. Because here's the thing. We look like morons, right? That's what he put in the group. Go yeah. on, carry on. You can't edit a tweet. So once it's out there, and Megan Phelps has retweeted it, so it's, well, we can't delete yeah. it because she might not retweet the next one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Who cares? We're completely fucked. So we now have this tweet forever with a massive spelling mistake. And people may have... Here's the thing. People might have thought that I wrote that tweet with a fucking spelling mistake in it. But why would anyone care? Like, what does it matter? It really does matter. Look, firstly, it could just be an innocent typo. It could be an innocent typo. It's not. It's a genuine spelling error. But it could be a typo. And I don't think people read Twitter like that. No one's going, oh, spelled that wrong. It's had like 80 retweets or something. 80 people don't care. It would have had 800 retweets, but 700 people <laughs> went to school. Can we all just retweet it now, please? Anyway, so I was so angry that Dan called me a moron, I left the A Gay and a Non-Gay Facebook group. <laughs> There's not many members in it, as you, as you might have guessed. Only Dan, his girlfriend, our producer, Talia, and me. And uh, I was just wondering if I can come back in. A Gay and a Non-Gay. Right, when we do our podcast live, we do a feature called Things Dan Can't Say. Guys, you know what it's like out there, right? Straight people just aren't allowed to say what they think anymore because there's always an LGBTQ plus person ready to shout them down and say, no, that's offensive, don't say that. So what we do is we give Dan a safe space to just let it out, right? (laughs) He can just say whatever he wants. Yes. It's time for Things Dan Cannot Say. Things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say, he's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say, things that Dan cannot say, he's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan cannot say. Okay. Why can't gay people cater to the non-gay palette, the non-gay taste? And what I mean by that is, if you go to a party that's run by a gay person or any event that a gay person is putting on. They give absolutely no thought to anyone going to that that might not be gay, and therefore might want a beer. A beer? Yes. <laughs> okay. We have been to so many events together, run by gay people. Yeah. And how often does this happen? Oh, do you want to drink? Yeah, I'll just have a beer. Oh, we don't have any beer. What do you mean you don't have any beer? But they do have literally every other possible beverage under the sun, including tea, coffee, hot chocolate, like absolutely everything. Vodka. Vo- yeah, and obviously vodka. Mojito. Mojito. San Martinis. All this stuff. But no, but no. no beer. And it's just, it's, it's really starting to wind me up. The other day you actually walked in my flat when he was saying, you literally walked in and went, oh, have you got any beer? And I went, no. And you went, fucking gays. <laughs> and I honestly was like... What? 
And now no, I'm but I said it in jest. I said it well, in jest. Uh, because you know that I've been moaning to you about this. That's why I said it like that. <laughs> but no, it's true. Like we went to, we went to um, our friend Steve had a party and he got a crate of beer in from, just for me, which I didn't really need, but I appreciated the gesture. Right. Uh, uh, 24 beers for me. Um, I imagine 20, like one of them are still there. But other people uh, are, not, are not really doing that. And it just seems a bit weird because if, if I was having a party or inviting anyone around and there were, and there were gays coming around, I wouldn't just be like, I, I'd make sure there's a, a range of... What would you buy for the gays? <laughs> well, I've got, I've, I've got everything in already, to be honest. Like, uh, just, just in case. Just in case. What would you serve the gays? Just in case. Well, whatever they want. Well, okay. I would like a pink sparkling rose. <laughs> I don't have that. Right. Oh, I, my God. Oh, how awful. But I would get... I don't have that... That's current. so homophobic. You haven't catered I, for the gays. I'd, what? I'd get it in for that event if you were coming around for dinner or whatever I mean that, that wouldn't happen but if, if you were it, it wouldn't happen I'd get like wine in or something just, oh well that's so chivalrous of you just, that, thank you so much thanks explain it to me then what's, what's going on um, seems a bit selfish there's a lot of calories in beer yeah, but there's a lot of alcohol in everything else. Right, but... You don't always want a porn star martini. In fact, I, I mean, I never do. Um, but I don't always want wine or spirits, because that's always like 40%, 50%, and you've got to mi- you either drink it straight and you get fucked, okay. or you have it with mixers, which is also full of calories. Unless you have a gin and tonic, I suppose, but I don't want that, because that's rank. So... <laughs> can you just shut up? No! Can you just shut up for a second? I know this is your safe space, but can you just give me a second to yeah. speak? So you drink Guinness all the time? Yeah. Like, all the time? Do you know how many calories are in a pint of Guinness? 210 calories in a Guinness. And what, though? Well, I I could have five pink wafer bars for the amount of Guinness that that you're having in one pint. No, that is not a drink. (laughs) I'm aware that it's a popular biscuit, but I'm, like, that's such a weird reference. And also, it takes forever to pour a Guinness in a pub or a pint. It takes forever. It's so slow. I ain't got time for that shit. If I was in a gay bar and I ordered a Guinness... I would have chatted up some guy at the bar. I'd have got his number, his name. I'd be back at his. I'd have pulled him before the pint had been finished being pulled. That's things Dan can't say. Things that Dan can't say. Things that Dan can't say. I'm on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan can't say. Things that Dan can't say. Things that Dan can't say. He's on the wrong track, baby. Things that Dan can't say. I'm bombing a gay and a non-gay. So, thanks everyone for coming. I'm so proud to bring our podcast to Manchester for the first time because this city is one of the most queer and diverse cities in the UK. So, give yourselves a huge cheer because Manchester's amazing. Um, Thank you for having us. Uh, As our voiceover's in the house tonight, Dan, I thought I'd see how you're getting on with being an ally to the gay community (laughs) and see if you can sort of guess some of the phrases that we use all the time and and if you can work out what they mean. Sure. Um, So... Fiona's going to say something from popular gay culture, and then you're going to have to sort of work out what it means. Okay. All right. This, this is like from RuPaul's Drag Race and stuff. Um, I mean, some of it will be from RuPaul's Drag Race, okay. but some of it might be from Grinder. Right, okay. Yeah. I feel you may struggle. Okay. I think so too. <laughs> the library is open. So what does the library is open mean? I've got absolutely no idea. Um, Good start. <laughs> I mean, I want to say, like, this is a gay. This is a gay men thing, a male thing. What is it? A, a, a gay men thing. This particular phrase. I mean, gay men use it, yeah. But <laughs> not women. Women can use it too. Okay. <laughs> so I think it means. I'm guessing it means like, you know, like the the. the <laughs> 
I'm going to have the, to hurry you. The, the hole is open. What? <laughs> the hole right. is open. Like I'm, like, I'm up for it, do you know what I mean? Like, the library's... I, I mean, I've... <laughs> the li- like, Can you imagine if you went home with someone? <laughs> or like, oh, girl. You know what? I think the library's open tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, yeah, like, put your, put your books in it or something. I, I, what? I, put your books in it? Oh, no. Honestly, that is the I've worst shit I've like, ever heard. I've got absolutely no idea what, what else it would mean, so... Shockingly, you're wrong. Oh, really? Um, it's a precursor to throwing shade, yes? Girls, the library's open. Nah, reader for filth. It's open season to start slagging someone off. Yeah, right. to okay. start throwing shade. Like, the library's open. Girl, you're going to throw some shade. Okay, uh, that's cool. I like that one. Right. I'll, I'll, Are you going to start? Yeah, yeah, I'll have that one, yeah. Right, cool. <laughs> Add that next to... Just, you just carry on appropriating our culture. Yeah. That's totally fine. That one and... <laughs> We don't mind. Could you say, oh, the library's open, let's spill the tea? You could, but you're really trying too hard. Uh-huh. Um, okay, next one. Chicken. <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> what does that mean? Chicken. Well, I don't know. Any ideas? Uh, is, are you just, like, rinsing someone who's, like, scared to do something in, like, a playground way? How old are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm really enjoying Fiona. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's not that. No, you're wrong. No, it's a young homosexual male seeking older men. See also Chicken Hawk, referring to an older gay male looking for younger partners. Ooh, check out that chicken at three o'clock. I'd give him one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a young gay. It's a young gay. Who, it's another word for a twink. Right. Who wants So it. I'm a chicken, for example. Well, it's going to... S- so hang on, so it's, it's, a young, it's a young gay bloke who yeah. wants to be with an old, older bloke. It can just be a young right. bloke, but it could also be a young gay bloke looking for an older guy. So your boyfriend would be one then. <laughs> Next Check. up. The library is open. Oh my God. <laughs> this was such a bad idea. Next one. BB. 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 Yeah. Oh, that's bareback, right? Ooh. Ooh. Funny how you got that one so quick. (laughs) Shall I give you the uh, the description? A person that wants to have sex without a condom. I was so distracted buying a meal deal, I forgot to get a condom. Up for a BB? (laughs) Um, Well done, one point. Next up. Thanks. H and H. H and H. What's the context? Uh, Not steps. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a clue, Grinder. What's your guess? Um, <laughs> give me your best guess on what that means. Is this about this? Is, this has got to be a safe space, like things down can't say. Yeah, you're, you're in a safe space. But my mind's going like I can't. I don't think we can say. Just say it. it. What? Well, whisper it to me, and I'll say it. Is it? What? <laughs> Did you hear that? Is it like? Judge, don't judge me. Is it? Is the H like HIV? Like I don't like I'm I'm HIV negative. Is that what it means? Plus happy or something, or I don't know. Is it <laughs> safe space? Just remember, we love him. <laughs> and you were right; he's stupid. H and H, high and horny. See also P and P, party and play. So this is when people are taking drugs on grinder and want to have sex. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, Next one, next up. We can dive into that another time. <laughs> gagging. Gagging. Well, I'm guessing that's just like a gag, like I'm well up for sex or whatever. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it's not that. No. 
When something is so fierce, you can't help but wanting to gag from the overload of extreme fierceosity. Girl, that new RuPaul song has me gagging. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> you really like something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I'm gagging for, for like the new episode of A Gay and a Non-Gay. Every uh, Wednesday. Every Wednesday. <laughs> I like that one as well. Great. Okay, well, I look forward to you doing that as you spill the tea. <laughs> In the library. In the library. Um, two more. Hetty. Hetty. I don't even know what that w- word means. <laughs> Hetty like Hetty Wainthorpe is the end. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. is, is that it's a, a gay, a Hetty, a shortened word for heterosexual. Yeah, so uh, like... Okay, cool. Yeah, like a gay and a heterosexual. Or like a gay and a Hetty. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, final, finally. Wig. Wig. Well, obviously, obviously it's like fake hair, but mm-hmm. so is it like <laughs> that... that 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 person is like fake looking. <laughs> mm-hmm. any, other, any other guesses? So it's not that. <laughs> nope. Um, is it? Is this, this is another grinder thing? Is it? Like, does it stand for something? Like, I don't know, wig. So W I G. Is that what? So what would like, it be? I, if I, it was I, that? White, Indian, gay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Can you? You've got many white Indians, I suppose. Is that even but, a thing? <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's not what wig means. Incorrect. No, it's uh, to be enamoured or shocked with an event so much that your wig is thrown off your head. Just that. Wig. And also, um, Todrick Hall. I, I don't know. What is, what's, is that? A, what's that? Is that a place? <laughs> is that like, what is it? Todrick Hall? Yeah. No. It's not a what? No, he's a, it's a, it sounds like a, like a National Trust sort of place. <laughs> No, it's a song by Todrick Hall. Wig. Who the fuck is that? Oh, my God. I just... Someone, is it something from RuPaul's Drag Race? I cannot deal. Sometimes straight men are so exhausting. We're going to bring on a really special guest tonight. He's the host of Celebs on the Farm, Celebs on the Ranch. You may have seen him on The Apprentice, You're Fired, and also Coronation Street. Yeah, he was in Coronation Street, which is absolutely incredible. He's one of our favourite comedians. We actually had him on in Edinburgh last year as one of like our first ever guests, but we didn't record it, so yeah, um, here he is again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's one of my best friends. He's our sister. Please welcome Stephen Bailey. Hi. Hey. Dan, you're so ridiculous. What do you mean? Well, I didn't know you were so stupid. <laughs> Just in like a way where it's like, I didn't know it was like, I thought it was put on, but it's not. <laughs> Hang on. Because I've spent a couple of hours with you today and now I'm, there's something not quite right about you. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? I don't know the answer to that. A therapist does, but <laughs> I am enjoying Are you referring to the toilet incident? No, no. Oh, no. I didn't. No, I wasn't going to bring that up. I was more referring to why Indian gay. <laughs> I've got to get... I've, I've, it's got to be something. I, like, I'm not saying it's definitely this. Like, that's my final answer, Chris. There's other options. What do you mean? That's not why Indian gay. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> Look how I don't, to be honest, you are. That doesn't make me thick. I'm not versed in the, in the culture of... The gays. Yeah. So... We speak English too, Dan. <laughs> the toilet incident... Uh, that Dan was referring to just now, bearing in mind what he just said about how he's not thick, he's just not versed in the world of the gays, is he went into the disabled loo, and then a few seconds... Hang on, firstly, it was the, it's the toilet. It happens to right. be a disabled one. I didn't walk into a disabled toilet and, like, take it away from someone who was disabled. Best clear that. <laughs> Why would you say that? that not all disabilities said. are seen. <laughs> he's preempting the tweets. He's yeah, preempting the tweets. Cannot be too careful. So he goes in, and two seconds later, we hear this huge alarm going off. 
because he's pulled the chain. <laughs> and it keeps going for like five minutes. And then when you finally come out, you're like, I don't know where the switch is. I walk in and turn it off. Basically, the, the toilet backstage doesn't work. And there's a sign that says it doesn't flush. Um, pull the red cord. Right, it literally says that. So what do I do? Pull the bloody red cord. And the red cord is obviously the disabled help alarm or whatever. And um, yeah, it makes an absolute racket. And I think, <laughs> did it cut the music off in here? Um, and I was like, what the hell do I do? Nobody seemed to come anyway. Like, I mean, I was, I've always been quite interested to see what happened. <laughs> yeah, no one came. No one came. Um, I always think it's like those SOS phone boxes on the motorway. Like, no one's on the other end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, all like, for show. Oh, I feel like someone's been there for like 100 years because no one fucking uses them. And so they're just waiting for the phone so we can save them. <laughs> I have a whole theory Ooh, about that. that's I like a whole I plot. Big, I think it's like a Netflix series. So yeah. if anyone's in, write it. Fucking write it. I love that. Yeah. Let's talk about Stephen Bailey, shall we? Okay. Um, so how no. was Coronation Street? It, I mean, it was good. I mean, I was only there for three days, which was plenty. Because three I, days? Well, I can't act, but I just got... No, you were I in for, You were on it for like 10 seconds. No, I was on it for two episodes. Oh, you were in two yeah, episodes? Yeah, thank you, oh, bitch. Okay, sorry. Um, <laughs> Thank you for watching, my best friend. And no, because, and as well, because I can't act, so I never want to go up for acting roles, but I'm always like, oh, if you need a version of this to do something, I'm happy to do that. And they needed someone at the Hairdresser of the Year Awards. Mm-hmm. So guess who got the call? <laughs> she did. And I was on with all the legends. I was on with Audrey, Rita, oh my God. David Platt, um, Ken Barlow, and Rula Lenska. And... We were, like, just off the side, so they had this little Winnebago for, like, the green room. And Ken Barlow was in there, and he's, like, a bit hippy-dippy. And now he does meditation and doesn't want to talk to anyone, and I found it fascinating. I think he believes in aliens. Do you think? Yeah, that is just an assumption and not confirmed, but he's the type. You don't stay on Corey for that long and have that amazing hair and something not be wrong, you know? Yeah, because he was in the first... He's in the very first episode of Coronation Street, aged 18. I used to be a big Carnation Street fan, so I know all this stuff. Was he um, really 18? I thought he was like 35. No, he's in it. Like, does he get his GC- I don't know if anyone's a big Carnation Street fan, but does he get his GCSE results or something in the first episode? It's really weird. What? Yeah. Uh, they didn't have GCSEs then. Oh, you, know, you know what I mean? I, what are they, they called back in the day? O-levels. O-levels, 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 O-levels. or whatever. Um, you so, yeah. very seriously, What's- sir. Yeah, <laughs> there's a gay on the front row for the listeners that's like, it's O-levels, actually. Like, he's very serious. What do you do? You're a nurse, very... You can't take the piss out of that. They clean no, up other yeah. people's shit. Do you well, know what I mean? You're safe. Where were you when the red card went off? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he had shit up his back. <laughs> Where was you with your little metal pan? Here I am, Janice, here I am. <laughs> None of us expected it to go like this, no. James. I honestly, I'm just dying here. Let's talk about celebs on You could have jumped in and fucking saved me. I know, but I just it's too funny not to. Yeah, it's funny watching him squirm in it. Little nervous thing. So your next tour, which yes. is ha- we should talk about this. Yeah. It's obviously huge for you. Um, it's called Can't Be Bothered. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like I know why it's called that. <laughs> I can't be bothered doing a fucking tour. No, it's more about, do you know what it is? It's because now... We expect so much of everyone, don't you? Like you have to be like a, you have to be like an LGBT activist and a feminist, and you know, think about the fucking dolphins and not have a like a plastic straw, and you have to think about climate change, and there's so many things going on. And I was like, oh, I didn't know we were that fucked, and so 
now I'm trying to like wake up because the thing is, this is what happened and it's such a shallow reason, but don't judge me, okay? Just remember we've got a nurse in. And so what I mean is someone's doing the good work. So I paid three and a half grand to get Invisalign. And so I was like, if I'm going to improve my mouth, I should improve what's coming out of it. So I can't just be like, oh, so I gobbled this guy, which is what my material normally is and still will be for the gays that like that. But now the gays have got very serious, haven't they? And so now I'm giving something else. So it's like, I am thinking about the dolphins and climate change. And I met this woman called Alice in a, a wedding that was in the middle of a forest. I'm not even joking. My boyfriend taught me it was hell. And, and she made no sense to me. So I said to her, because I really am trying to be a better human being. And I was like, okay, so what can I do? What can the every man do that doesn't know anything about this? How can I start and help climate change and like save the world a little bit in my own way? And I thought she'd be like, recycle, get a metal straw, get one of those reusable cups and don't lose it and then keep buying them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 50p up at Starbucks. There you go. There's an offer for the podcast listeners. And, and then I said, you know, oh, should I holiday in this country? Because I'm not flying anywhere. And that's a good thing, isn't it? She said, no, you do not. Like, it's a capitalist that shouldn't fly. You should be able to fly. And I was like, hold on. I kind of feel like if someone has to fly for work to feed their family, I'd rather them do that rather than me have two weeks pole dancing in Falaraki. That doesn't seem... (laughs) So what I feel like is like all these woke vegans are getting it totally wrong. So I'm going to come and tell people how to do it properly. You know? So that's kind of what the show is, and that's going to put some people off, but I don't want them there. <laughs> I think that sounds very funny. It's really interesting, because I'm genuinely like looking into shit to be a better person. So what have you done so far to be a better person? I've not done anything. I'm reading. Like, oh, right. Yeah, I'm sat- like, he didn't just start being a nurse. He didn't just like, walk <laughs> in and wipe someone's asshole. He had to read about like wiping someone's asshole. But it's a bit different than just recycling. Oh, yeah, but there's so many different things. Like, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, why are people vegan? Or why do people bang on about being vegan? Now it's like, oh, it's good. And then there's so many. I mean, it's the hardest thing I've ever fucking written in my life. Are you ready to give up meat? No, I'm going to keep eating. Like, I'm oh, not, right. Okay. I'm not doing everything. I'm oh, not, right. Yeah, I'm not Mother Teresa. <laughs> I'm just like, if I do a little bit of everything, you know what I mean? Like, I want to do my bit, but I do think, you know, I'm not going to climb on top of a tube and stop people going to work. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, lying down in front of a fucking Uber. That's the person you want to stop. The people going to work are, like, working at Sainsbury's, putting spam through. They're doing fuck all. Let them get there and earn their money. Like, I... they need it. I get really incensed. <laughs> and I didn't know I had it in me. Like, honestly, all my shows were like, so I was sucking this guy off, and I went out with this black guy, and the size of that dick, and I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, there's so many things like that that I normally do. And, like, you know, I once even fingered a woman once because I was bored. And, well, well they didn't I'll... have fidget spinners in my day. And, and so now it's like, well, and now, like, people look shot. Like, this side of the room, the nurse's side of the room, like, they enjoyed that bit of material about the fingering. Don't come to the new show, not for you. The woke side of the room didn't like the fingering bit, but were like, oh, metal straw, we might be on board. Um, <laughs> tickets on sale, stephenbaileycomedy.co.uk. Um, <laughs> I actually bought a metal straw, but I'm not really a fan because they start to smell after a while, and you've got, like, this little weird pokey thing you have to clean it with. You were so proud of your metal straw. I know. <laughs> when you were, like, taking it to Nero and, and like, announcing it to the... <laughs> yeah, but like, then I... The whole of the Nero. Like, I've got a metal straw. That's like, great. Cause yeah, I was literally like, hold up, I bought my own straw. But by the time you remember to say, I've got a metal straw, they've already put the, the plastic one in anyway, so it's too late. Yeah, well, true. But you could have been quicker and go... With my Frappa Wappuccino, 
I have a metal straw, bitch, and my name is Darren or whatever. Like, do you know what I mean? Just forget my name. No, it's just no, uh, John. Um, no, I just felt like because they always get it wrong. But yeah, because my because it's all I don't know. I just think everyone's doing. I honestly have this theory as well that I could be prime minister and actually fix everything. I'm not even joking. I've got this weird because I think it's about like having common sense and no one fucking has it because everyone's everyone's bothered about you know. I mean. I'm very smart. What would the first thing you do as Prime Minister be? Ooh. Um, I don't know if I should say that because I want to kill a few people. Uh, <laughs> well, but do we... you like all those people in Parliament that are the ones that are like, vote for us, we hate the gays, vote for us. I'd like to kill them. <laughs> and, then, and then really sad. And then I'd sit down because I think what everyone does is overpromise. And then they get there and they've got this budget where we're in so much debt and we have no money that they're like, oh, fuck, like, I can't. I can't deliver anything, I promise. I would promise, like, one thing, and then I would sit in front... Because I'm very... As you know, I'm very OCD organised. And so I would sit there, and I would just work out the budget. So for about two months, you wouldn't hear off me while I read <laughs> Sit there and get everything organised, and you lot would have a nice life. And then I'd come back and be like, right, some changes are happening. Dan, your people are in the bin. We're overpopulated. None of that. None of that non-gays. None of that. <laughs> Non-gay non erasure. with a woman, James? Um, I haven't, actually. Yeah. I kissed a woman after I'd kissed a guy. Okay, interesting. Um, I didn't really enjoy it. It tasted yeah. of makeup. Oh. Which, is, which is odd, because now when I kiss guys, it tastes of makeup. Yeah. <laughs> My makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. so no, I haven't. Perfect. But you fingered a girl. I only ever fingered one, Fiona. It's fine. Yeah. I've never had full-on sex, because I find it disgusting and unnatural and don't think it should you be taught in schools. You could have said fisted and had a um, offended. Fisted? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't fucking think so, do you? <laughs> I don't believe, and there's certain things I don't believe. Do you know, like, I don't believe that light bulbs never existed, and I don't believe in fisting. That, well, you have got quite small hands, though, so, you know, that would always have been a good thing. I know, but, I mean, it's still big enough where he would cry. And, Wait, Fiona. <laughs> I pointed at Dan, I pointed at Dan. <laughs> Why me specifically? Because James could do it. What? <laughs> <laughs> The amount of watches up there. So James wants to talk about basically loads of serious stuff, and I don't know how the hell we're going to. What? What do you mean? Segue that. So. I'm serious. Did you not just say I'm woke now? I'm awake. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um, so what's it like growing up, gay and working class in 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 the north of England? Well, see, now Whoa. I wrote that question, but I did not expect it to come out like that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I haven't asked the question for a while, so I thought I'd ask one of okay, yours. Okay, I know, but I was like, oh, shit, you're going to read that one? Do you know what? I found it fine. Like, I didn't know... <laughs> and I was... So, is everyone from Manchester in the room? Yeah, so I'm from um, a little place down the road called Denton. Um, <laughs> uh, Denton. Yeah, it's very nice if you like a shit hole. And, and we don't, that's why we douche. And, um, <laughs> Stephen, have you used fibre pills yet? No, you told me right. about those. No, I so got the IBS. I got the IBS. And you'll I... never have to douche again. What? Is it safe though? Because I feel like I'd pop one that it happened when during. <laughs> that you what? Sorry. <laughs> what did you say? I worried that I'd pop one. Right. And then the sh the whoopsie doodle would happen during. <laughs> penetration. No. So what you do is you take the fibre pills, like two or three a day. With okay. meals. So oh, with a meal? Yeah. So it just take it one. runs right through. Right. So it just, no, it doesn't even run right through. It just comes out in like a solid lump. So you just don't have any residue. It's great. 
I mean, it sounds great, but I mean, I can't believe we're having a conversation about it. I just wanted you to know. We're at the Manchester Podcast Festival 2019. When anyone mentions the guilty sh- feminist has been here, <laughs> we can't be talking about this shit. But you know, like, it's just quite boring, isn't it? Having to douche. It's quite horrible. I quite like it. <laughs> I feel very clean. I do. Did, really? we, did I go and buy my new douche with you? No, I think you took me. You took pictures. Oh, <laughs> I was like, is this the right size? Is this too big? Pictures. Yeah, and <laughs> all the close friends. Yeah, you weren't sure which one to buy, and I said buy the small one, but you yeah. went for the large. <laughs> <laughs> Back it's to really funny though because you shove it in and the squirt comes out your nose. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I feel like half the room has no idea what we're talking it about. Is, this room is so fucking funny because you literally have trash on the right hand side. Thank you for being here. It's like Cheshire is on this side. <laughs> They're like, we're gay, but like in a moral way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like here for you, but we're not like bumming. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas nurse's side is proper all over like the anal. If you prolapse, he's here, he's fine. What do you mean if I prolapse? <laughs> Cheeky bitch. What if you prolapse? <laughs> My innards prolapse. are safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I don't so know. yeah, back to Denton. Yeah, what was the question? I forgot. I got it's distracted. A, well, you grew up, so you grew up on a council estate, and in a lot of your stand-up, you joke about how difficult yeah. and fa- well, actually, how it wasn't that difficult. Well, it wasn't that difficult being like gay. Like the hardest thing, and it's—I know it's not the point of this podcast—but the hardest thing, like growing up, was having no money. Like that was the hardest thing for me. So I didn't know in my little bubble of dentum that like homophobia was a thing. I thought everyone fucking loved us. <laughs> I honestly, I loved queer as folk. All, my, all the cousins in my family, all the male cousins in my family are gay. And so I just thought, I never thought, like I never thought, don't come out. I've never come out. That's how much I was accepted. I've never come out. So I've never sat anyone down and gone, I'm gay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know if it's that dramatic I don't even know but I don't know if I'm like I don't know if it's like amazing because we were like so advanced that that's how it should be or I don't know if I've missed out on a really good drama do you know what I mean be like and there's like a quality street situation going on like I don't know what it's like it's it, basically like what you just did oh where fine. you're like I'm gay and then what happens you wait yeah you look at them and then they respond that's it <laughs> <laughs> Wow. You, so, but you really did miss some drama. I'm glad I've not done it. Um, <laughs> no, and so I didn't even come out to my mum. I just got my sister to do it for me. Did you? Yeah, that's how scary it is. It's scary coming out, or can be. Yeah, no, I understand. So you're really lucky. I understand that now, but at the time, it, I didn't know for years. I like, had my first boyfriend at the age of 16. We were together till the age of 19, because then he went into the Navy and came out straight, which is the wrong way around. And, and so I just didn't <laughs> know. And then it was more like, Coming into this industry, I realise, one, obviously, you're around more like-minded people and it's more, dis- like, we discuss it more, like we're discussing it now. But also, just having things of going, the different levels of home, like how people think, like, we're the same because we're both gay. So it's like, oh, God, like, like, we're very rarely on any sort of show together, like a live bill or a TV show or a radio show because we bring the same thing. And I'm like, oh, that's homophobia. Mm. No one's realised that yet. It is homophobia, though. Yeah. To, like, pigeonhole people. But it's a bit like when, um, yeah, no, to, like, put us together and say, oh, well, they're both gay, so we've got the gay one now. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's, like, four straight people also on the panel, and that's totally fine. I did a comedy club on Thursday night in, like, East Grinstead, which is somewhere down south, and there was two gays on the bill. Ooh. Ooh. Progressive. And literally, this guy walked out during my sex. I was, like, the last one on and so like this guy walked out 
and said to the compere, bloody hell, it's all about gay relationships tonight. And I was like, hold on, I've listened to two straight men also talk about fingering their wife. Like, so why can you listen to that twice and not us two? Why does anyone want to hear about that? Which bit? <laughs> fingering their wives. No, I don't. I, don't. I mean, we would never do anything like that. It's not like we no, would talk I about fisting. Honestly, or James, you should, it was so funny when I did it, because now I see it as like a fidget spinner, like... Like, feed the bird, feed the bird. Can you never, like, can you never do that tongue thing again? No, I can't. I fucking... <laughs> I love it so much. Heterosexuality is hilarious. <laughs> well done, everyone. Well done. All those straight ones. Dan, that's the first time you get credit. Okay, thanks very much. It's okay. I think you're, by the way, whoever slagged off your beard, I think it's, like, quite sexy. I think that your nervous disposition and, like, your hairy arms and your hairy... He looks very nervous that I'm complimenting him. I think you're quite sexy. What? What do you... (laughs) Thanks. Have I crossed the line, Fiona? Do you need to voice over? No, I'd just just like to see how red he's going. It's fantastic. It's redder than the cord he pulled in the toilet. (laughs) Can we... Really? Yeah, like, I think really? it's fit. If I walked into a Weatherspoons and were ordering a good jug of woo-woo for me and my hen party and then looked right and he was there, I'd be like, I'm getting on that. <laughs> I've always fancied Dan. Um, You've never that. told me that before. Yeah, that's because I, <laughs> I thought we should save it to be recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks very much. Do you think, so do you think he looks like Jamie Dornan? Because quite a few of our listeners think he looks... Oh, like- no, he's not... No. But he... <laughs> Thank you. He is fair. Do you know what, though? I would... Because I, I would restyle you. He, he will have a it's go It's like if that. he was in like a crisp white shirt, some nice fitted jeans and maybe like a black brogue, Dan would look very fit. And I would also like turn the, like the white shirt up a bit, you know, so you could see your hairy arms because there's something apparently... Oh, I'm just going to leave. Okay. Um, no, but James, this works for you because you have hairy arms as well. Because apparently people with hairy arms make very good lovers. Interesting. Yeah. The reason I know is I was reading an article about Alyssa Milano who played Phoebe in Charmed and she has hairy arms and someone said it about her. So I was like, must be true. <laughs> so you're the second person today that's made a comment like that. So James was on BBC <laughs> Radio Manchester this yeah. morning um, promoting this gig. Yeah. And uh, the, the guy was asking him questions about me. And, um, was it Phil Trow? No, we did uh, him last week. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we went on the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wondered how you got booked. <laughs> anyway, this bloke on BBC Radio Manchester, yeah. he says to James, oh, so obviously you're a really experienced like, radio person. Whereas Dan, he's not really a natural presenter, is he? <laughs> and I'm listening to this thinking, well, I mean, I was a radio presenter for like four years. <laughs> oh, weird. Oh, poor Dan. Um, <laughs> poor me another drink. Do you know what, though? You do have like a lovely voice like I do think that is the strongest thing you bring to this um no I'm only teasing I do think but I do think you have a lovely lovely voice thanks which is what you need to do like radio right because I can't get on with this I sound like a 50 year old smoking woman (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) we uh I've seen and spoken to you a lot about homophobia recently yeah you've had quite a few run-ins oh my since you got a boyfriend yeah getting a boyfriend was the worst thing i ever did um we've been we've experienced like so much lately like i was gonna say just verbal and i think that is the problem and i think that is comes from straight media a little bit because i go it was only verbal like it was a few are we allowed to say what they said yeah, I think you oh, can say... Yeah. He got nervous. Because um, it was like... That's just all part of my nervous disp- uh, disposition. <laughs> Get over it. The thing is, it is, I don't really like saying the F word, but I'm starting to say it now. Yeah. So that I can well, I think you have it. to say it, so then 
people understand how horrific it is. So if you're going, oh, they said the F word, it's like, okay. Whereas if you go, oh, they shouted faggot at us across the street, you go, ugh. Everyone feels icky. And so that's how they need to feel, I think. So then you know how we felt and why we need allies and people to... Like not saying like we had this we had this man like follow us down the street for a bit be like ah, oh my god are you really holding hands in Clapham like which is super duper gay London and he was like ah, are you holding hands down the street but then a woman was laughing at him and I was like the problem is like she was laughing at him because it's pathetic but to s- someone that thinks homophobia is okay I think it's encouraging I think they don't see it as oh she's laughing at me because it's stupid I think he thinks. She's laughing because she's laughing at them with me. Like, I just found it all, like, really terribly handled. I think people are pussies in the street. I know I do. I feel like people don't... Because the thing is, is what we love to do, I think, is we all like to play a hero and create villains. That's why we have cancel culture. But actually, in the moment when we want to stand up for something, we don't. So, like, no one's really brave. And that's fine. Like, I don't want anyone to get stabbed in the face or whatever. But I do think there's a lot of people being noble over Facebook. I'm going to share this Instagram post. I'm going to retweet this. I'm going to redo that. But when it's actually happening, they like... Yeah, I... I you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. When people are, are, like, tweeting, saying that kind of thing, yeah. you do think, well, if you're on the bus in the middle of the night and, some, like, a woman was getting attacked... Are, are you speaking you, are you, are you, or are you tweeting? Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just find that incredibly uncomfortable, actually, as well. Yeah, and I find that that's what really shocked me but also I find what's shocking about it is I think it's really ignored like the verbal abuse you know like with anything else I think it's uh, there's a lot more discussion like you know there's a lot more discussion if you say something sexist even though it's only spoken there's still a discussion around it or race but I think with LGBT I don't think there's a lot discussed around like the verbal abuse I think like you know like people have to get beaten up on a bus and then it's like okay we'll do an article in the metro and then not mention it again but I think there needs to be more discussion about it all like hate crimes in London I think I read the other day it was like it's it's risen by 37% and what's baffling is I think that's a lot but I think to a reader, unless it's like 51%, it's not quite enough. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I find that all... I don't know. I, I'm not sure LGBT people have enough allies. Like, I always think homophobia is not a gay person problem. It's a straight person problem. Like, this is your thing to deal with. But we are the ones that get the smack in the face for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I do. We have, we have, we're the ones that have to sort of deal with it and shout yeah. about it. And actually, it shouldn't be our job to have to constantly yeah. tell people we exist all the time. Yeah. yeah. Why, why aren't there, like, like there are feminists that are men. Why aren't there feminists or, like, pro-gay straight people? Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have one that does a podcast with me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... It's, there aren't enough of them. This is why I made Dan write an article for the Metro basically saying, like, we all need to step up as straight yeah, people. Yeah, I saw that. I thought it was very good. Oh, thanks. I saw your article in the Metro as well. Thought it was good as well. Good I thought yours was very good. You thought mine was just good. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I know. As I was writing mine, I was like, oh, shit. Stephen Bailey's already written this. No, but I think it's... I think you're, you're, you... I know it's, it sounds so, like... Robotics put it this way, or stupid and almost a bit simplistic. But I feel like I'm talking to maybe gay people, even though I want to talk to like straight people. But I feel like you're the one that we need. Like you have to talk to your people, which is a shame. But I think it is. It's like, it's almost that thing of like, my dad 
has to talk to his mates in the pub, like Brian and Bernard and Barry. I don't know why they're all called that, but that's their real names. But like, he has to explain to them why you can't say, oh, you're bloody puff anymore. But <clears throat> that has to come from my dad more than it comes from me. Yeah. Right, because yeah, if we do it, it's just like, oh, shut up, you're being... Here they are, waving the flag again, bloody pufters. And it's like, all right. And also, I always say, do you know what? I was like, shut up. Like, you try taking a dick up your ass. It's hard. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. It's not like, you know, like, oh, look at them, like, prancing around, mincing around. Try that and then come back to me and tell me how hard it is to be a man, bitch. (laughs) Woo! Sorry, I got possessed by Catherine Ryan. So as, as you've experienced a lot of homophobia lately, we thought we'd play this game Great. called Homophobic Gag Race. Great. And basically, Dan's going to read you and I a joke. Yeah. And we have to guess the punchline. Okay, fine. But it'll be a homophobic joke. Okay. Who's written the jokes? I've, I've sourced them. It's Homophobia Gag Race. <laughs> Way hey. Why can't gays drive faster than 68 miles an hour? Oh, Stephen, because someone else is driving. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good guess, actually. Emphasis on the word 68. Oh, James, because um, they... What was the... Something 69? Yeah. (laughs) Just literally, yeah. Because it's 69, they blow a rod. Uh, They what? They blow a rod. (laughs) Blow a rod? Yeah. What's a like, blow a rod? What What's a rod? I don't actually know, but I'm guessing it's like <laughs> it's a car thing. Yeah, it's, and it's also a dick, isn't it? Is that is that the joke? Is it? Oh, no. uh, sixty nine. You, you blow said? a dick. Has it ever ro- said to you like get your rod out? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm gonna suck your big hard rod. That's horrible. <laughs> Rods. Was these <laughs> were these written by heterosexual men, or do we not? Know? I, we don't know. Okay, fine. We don't know. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. it. Did you hear about the gay vegetarian that still eats meat? Oh, no, that's the joke, sorry. Um, <laughs> next one. This is like a Christmas cracker, like, gay Christmas cracker. Okay, is this the final joke? No. Oh. <laughs> How many of these are there? Strap in, everyone. All right, did you hear about the two homosexual judges? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither. They tried each other. And both went down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the last one because I've run out. What do you call a gay dinosaur? Um, oh, I actually know the answer to this. Do you actually? I got the answer. Gay dinosaur. Um, I honestly have no Do you no know idea. the answer? The nurse knows. Megasaurus. It is Megasaurus. Oh. Yes. <laughs> How do you know that? Megasaurus. <laughs> it's been out with one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our show. Thanks so Woo! much for coming. Don't forget again, a non-gay is a podcast by James Barr and Dan Hudson and is back every single Wednesday. So I am expecting Santa to drop a big one in my sack on Christmas Day. And before we go, a huge round of applause for our guest, Stephen Bailey. <laughs> and your amazing host, James Barr and Dan Hudson. <laughs> They've been again a non-gay. Good night. Thanks, everyone. We love you, Manchester. Give Don't it up for Fiona. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, thank You're you. You're welcome, boys. Give uh, it up for Fiona. <laughs> Our hostess with the most. <laughs> Bit too late, that. <laughs> oh, God, these um, were terrible. An afterthought. 